Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. What's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of title insurance. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy-to-follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily businesses and Everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday. It is uh, a happy Friday. Are you sure? You don't sound like it's happy. No, it's happy. We're going to get barbecue. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this. And Carl, Carl Dwayne, he tried our barbecue with us a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he will give good reviews to it and... I, I made it sound like it was the, I told him it was the best brisket I've ever had. And I still believe that, but I don't know how he felt. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I, I too think it is the best barbecue I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And we take people there and only one time someone was like, wow, this is good. Everyone else just kind of eats it. And yeah. I'm thinking, do you, like do you not taste what we're tasting? Is it, Cause this is, this is, this is gold. <laughs> this, is, this is really good. I mean, we've given up a couple lunch spots. One of our favorite friends, lunch spots whose lunch is over there. And then we, our other two places that we used to go, we've given it up for Derek Allen's almost, it seems. <laughs> yeah. It's so good though. Yeah. Yeah. But lunch with a view or lunch with a friend <laughs> or Derek Allen's. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a view at Derek Allen's. I don't look, <laughs> I, I sit with my back to the view. <laughs> oh man. There's a view for me. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. We always position the table so that Adam gets the view. We, we like you to have good things to look at. Yeah, well, all right. I look at the wall. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fancy wall, you know, it's I think a fan- it's a chalkboard wall or something <laughs> like that. It's got writing on it. That's yeah. really neat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of insurance, well, we're going to talk about title insurance today. All right. That's what we, that was what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking I missed, about. I, for some reason, I completely blacked out in your intro. Oh, yeah. like I don't remember what you said. And after wife hearing about views, I'm probably going to need some more insurance. But for <laughs> the third time in my land flipping career, I have probably going to have to file a claim because the original closer missed the HOA. Mm. So they knew it was there, but they didn't verify there was no back money owed. Mm. And so this one was in the tune of about 2050 bucks. That's a fair amount. After three back and forth with the treasurer, because he didn't know the exact amount. He couldn't figure it out. The HOA treasurer? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the person we bought it from, their husband was the HOA treasurer, and they didn't pay their proper amount for multiple years. Is he passed away or something now? They divorced. Oh. So. He's probably funneling some HOA money his way. (laughs) I can't say that, but, you know, this is one of those things that, everybody's like, why do you want to run it through title all the time? Why do you try to shoot for it? I've had child support liens pop up because the mom had a son as a joint tenant on her property of $16,000. I've had this happen three times with HOAs. You do that to ensure you're getting clear chain of title and somebody else is insuring it for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've only had that one time where I think it might have helped, and that was with... McCurtain County, Oklahoma deal. Uh-huh. 
I assume that would have helped on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was somebody's fault. Yeah, it wouldn't have been yours because there had been their responsibility and they ensure that the chain of title was good. Yeah. You know, I've had deals come back that they had exceptions throughout it that it was just so many exceptions. I couldn't do anything. I had one that I think it was like 46 exceptions they put in the title policy. Mm. Basically, it said they would cover nothing. <laughs> I guess all the deals that we've done lately, if there was a mess ups because of how complicated they were, mm-hmm. the title insurance would cover them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they would, it, depending on what it is. It wasn't an exception in there, but none of those had, you know, the exceptions were like, mental rights and easements and things like that. So there was nothing big that would have been an exception. You know, we've seen where access, where it's been shown access in the deed, and then the access wasn't necessarily there, and title insurance had an exception on it, and you pass through it. So it's very important you read the exceptions on this, and this is why we hammer on it. This is why we talk about it. You know, this is a little bit more technical of a podcast versus a feel-good, you know, do it, but spend the time, start looking at your exceptions in each one of the title policies you're getting, and understand what they mean. What's the process when you file a claim? So typically you'll file a claim, you'll you'll reach out to the closer and say, hey, this popped up, what do we need to do? Do you wanna handle it? They have to decide whether they're gonna send it to the title company or they wanna handle it in-house. Most of them will just say, hey, go to the 1-800 number or the, the website and hit file a claim. So you do that, you'll put in your title policy number and fill out the information, tell them what's going on. Like, hey, this is what we got, here's the proof, here's the writing, and then you submit it. Usually within 10 to 25 days, they're going to assign a caseworker to you. The caseworker will reach out and say, hey, do you have any other information or do I need to know anything? We want to just kind of go through it. You'll give them that. And then they're going to say, give us 60 days to look at the case. At somewhere about the 45 to 60 day mark, they're going to rule on that case for you and tell you yes or no as a valid claim. And all that information for the number to call and all that, that's on your title insurance policy, right? It is. It's on your title policy. You can reach out to your closing agents uh, that you've used, the title company, say, hey, what's your um, your claim submittal process? And a lot of times they'll tell you, oh, yeah, just call this number or go to this website and it'll be a link right there. And they'll send it to you. Will you talk to the case manager? Do you know, are they pricks for lack of a better word? No, they're, I mean, they're reasonable people. They understand, you know, if it's a, like our scenario, if they gave you clean marketable title, you go to sell it, the next closer finds a $6,000 HOA stuff that's not due, you do not have clear title. And if they didn't put that in exception, that's not on you. If the other person signed an affidavit and they didn't make that an exception in the in the closing docs, that's their fault. So they understand that. I Don't go in and be a dick about it. Don't be mean, but state your case clearly. Hey, I bought this property. It was supposed to have clear title. I go to sell it. They're telling me I owe $2,000 from taxes prior to when I own it or 2000 in HOA dues. Here's the invoice they gave me. Here's the date I bought it. This is the title policy. It, sh- it just shows no exception on HOA. In this example, are you paying the two grand and then so you can close and just waiting for them to hopefully pay you back? Yeah. So we reached out to the lady to try to find out. She goes, oh, it looks like I paid what they, they invoiced me wrong. I paid what they invoiced. So she's offering to pay for us so we don't get it. I don't know what happens to a person afterwards. And that's what we've told her. I said, hey, we don't know if they'll try to come back to you and get this recollect from you. Uh-huh. Uh, the title company, because we can file with the title company and get it back. It's going to take us 60 days. She's offering to pay her portion of it and say, hey, I'll, I'll just write you a check for that piece. I'm okay with that too. Either way, I'm getting my money. I, I could care less, but I am going to put the money up to 2000 It's come out of the disbursement to make sure that we can get it closed. I mean, we're making, after closing costs and everything, 14 grand on this deal. If I got to sit on $2,000 for a little bit. It's not a bad deal. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And they, once they, who do they go after when they realize there's a problem? It depends. Did the person lie about it or was it just a mistake on the HOA and they didn't verify or did they not verify it? So it just kind of depends on whose fault it was. You know, they have a closer that's checking those boxes and did that person check everything and it goes into their closing rate. Are they having problems doing this? Do they have to 
put it. So it kind of kind of varies. Now, if she says, oh, no, there's no active HOA on her docs and lies on that affidavit, they don't verify it. And then, you know, the covenants show that they were supposed to join it. You know, it's kind of they could go after her. Oh, you're talking about the lady you bought it from? Yeah. Yeah. So it just it all depends on what's going on. And I think that's probably what they look at now. If it's two thousand bucks and they're getting they're closing, you know, a hundred deals or two hundred deals a day at anywhere from one hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars in title policy, do they really care? Is it a numbers game at that point? How many people are actually claiming a title policy claim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta assume that number is pretty small, right? I mean, I'm five hundred plus deals, yeah. and I've done it twice. Yeah. This will be three if I need to. What a racket insurance yeah. is. Oh. Any insurance. That's why all the the sports stadiums are named after insurance companies because <laughs> they just take our money. Yeah, the biggest one, the biggest con is mortgage insurance. Ugh, PMI? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, what a scam. Yeah. I don't really know where to go with that. It just, <laughs> it just annoys me. Like, is it, they make you get a... a 1%, uh, is it a 1% policy that you pay? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, uh-huh. but you, you pay it regardless. Uh-huh. You have to qualify for a loan, especially if it's like FHA. You qualify for a government-backed loan, so government uh-huh. guarantees it. Uh-huh. And then they charge you extra Then they charge you and make you get insurance. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid people. Health insurance, man. I had a wide, I had a eye-opening experience with that when I went corporate job, great benefits to on my own. I have to go to. I had like three months of insurance they gave me when I left. So I'm starting to look, and I go to Cobra. What I was paying for the insurance, it went. My insurance went from like 500 bucks a month to 2,800 dollars a month for the family if I would have went Cobra. And so I'm like, I'm like, how do how do people actually live having to pay? 2800 bucks for health insurance and it was part of Obamacare so you had to have it or you got penalized. So I was like literally sitting there and googling best insurance for uh, health insurance for entrepreneurs and this MediShare stuff kept pulling up. And when we bought it when we first started doing MediShare our payments were 450 a month for the whole family and the deductible was half of what I was paying at my last job and I was like okay, deductible's $5000, it's 450 a month. We get our free annual visits. It's not healthcare in quotations, but it works the same. And then I realized how much fat was really in insurance companies, like what they were doing. Like we were, we go into our doctor and tell them, oh, you were with this. And they'll either, if they're not in network, they just charge us a cash price if we haven't hit our deductible because we're going to pay it out of pocket anyways. Charge us the cash price. We pay it, run it through our insurance. And if we haven't hit our deductible, we get cheaper rates anyways. And so it's worked really well. We've had a kid to a broken arm, a broken leg on it, and it's all worked extremely well. Yeah. I remember when I first got my health insurance it was like, I don't know, for a single guy, 70 bucks maybe, but it went up and kept going up and kept going up. I finally called and said, what's the deal? Is this going to go up every year until I die? And she was like, this is insurance. That's how it works. That's how it works. We, we added three new employees. We got to pay for them somehow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've gotten off topic. Yeah. Uh, I think that we actually said a bunch about it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I hope that you understand when we talk about some of the stuff, we talk about it because we have taken those bumps, those bruises for you. That way you have that little experience and you just remember that one day you're driving to the gym and you heard Adam or Justin say, Hey, you know what? Title insurance isn't a bad thing. And when somebody's gonna go, Oh man, we could save 125 bucks on closing title insurance. That's the risk you take. Did they miss a $6,000 lien from the HOA? Did they miss some back taxes that didn't get paid? Some County taxes that didn't get paid. You know, that's up to you. I can't answer that question. We just, we just give you the seeds to think about, to grow the thought plants. That's right. And, uh, it's Friday. So we're going to end it here today. So hope you liked it. Hope you learned something. That's yeah. most important. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you did go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, give us a like, a follow and subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.